Hello and welcome back to Virginia is for Voters. I'm your host, Nadia Nadam. And on today's episode, um, I did something a little bit differently that I plan to do every Sunday now going forward, a new segment. I do have a guest, but she is not a candidate. Um, Today, Julia joins me. She's a good friend of mine. And Julia is a PhD student in English and Comparative Literature at Columbia University. She studies comparative race and empire, modernism, and critical theory. I really enjoy talking to her, not just because she's my friend, but because she is a lot smarter than me, I feel like sometimes. So I kind of just wanted to read an article and like get her reactions, and that's what we did. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um... If you want to have some coffee with us, please do. Dijon is the name of her cat who was uh, sitting next to us sometimes and sometimes jumping around her counters. So if it sounds like we're getting distracted and there's a commotion, it's because Dijon is up to something. research that's like legitimate i think pew research is legit i think so so this is all about redistricting and title alone is i think a little bit fear-mongery with fewer state governments divided by party than in years past gop has edge in redistricting they have the edge first of all that use of edging (laughs) Stop edging me, Pew. Stop edging me, Pew. Well, I don't... It also doesn't totally make sense. Like, with fewer state governments divided, I feel like that's been the whole thing, is, like, we want unity the past few years, and now it's like, now that we're not divided, the GOP is edging us and (laughs) and redistricting. (laughs) I feel like it's definitely, like, a weird wording when what you're saying is that, like, the G... You're... It's weird that you would word it by going, like, fewer state governments are divided. So you're like, good thing. And then they're like, but it's because they're all Republicans now. They're like, but wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. You got something to be worried about. Now the GOP has an edge of redistricting. Like, okay. But also maybe they're just trying to be objective. And to us as uh, left-tards. Um... <laughs> Edit that in post. Um, this is off the record. Um, it's not off the record. I only use left hard off the record. I only use left hard off the record. Um, for us, it feels fear-mongery because we're afraid of that situation. Or they want us to be afraid of that situation. Right, so I'm like, I feel like I see through you. Especially because didn't you say that in a... in. In redistricting, like, when they put those committees together in Virginia, 
doesn't it only take two people to kill it? Like, and four of them are Democrats and four of them are Republicans. Right. So it doesn't really matter if the GOP has the edge because they could kill it and send it to the Supreme Court even if the Democrats were running it. Well, and then, like, because, yeah, we got that out of um, what we what, what I basically took from that interview with Delegate Levine was like, we're screwed! And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and the Republicans control the courts and the courts is kind of like the last safeguard it seems like and since it's republican controlled like they can just like redraw them how they want but on here with this like which party will dominate the congressional redistricting process they have this lovely little like geoidal map where all the states are like the same exact square but with different colors and it says that democrats um which party will dominate the congressional redistricting process in 2021 and it says democrats oh but I so think the, the state legislature still draws the lines for the congressional, which are like the federal level seats. Like, I still think it's like the state that draws them. Yeah. Yeah. States right? draw their own districts. Yes. Which, you know this. Yeah, like, I definitely know this, but I'm just like making sure that it's like, why would this, like they're saying the Democrats have control. Why would that be so wild? It's like, well, the Republicans control the... Supreme Court, and then their panel is a 16-person panel, and, like, the Democrats don't have more people on the panel. So I'm just surprised that they're, that they say, it's not split, they say the Democrats will dominate. Dominate's a weird word. Whatever. But didn't, wait, so now I'm confused because the headline is that the GOP is edging. So few, there are fewer states with Democratic control. Right, and yet they, and yet the Democrats are going to dominate. Which party will dominate the congressional redistricting process in twenty one and twenty twenty one, and then it has all these different who could possibly dominate. Is well, that, so that looks like more Republican than Democrat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the case of Virginia, it's blue. Oh, oh, so oh, you're saying that in Virginia, but Democrats like, are going to dominate. But I'm like, from my own anecdotal, like research of this it that doesn't seem to be the case so i'm curious that's why i was like oh is the congressional process of drawing different are they not using the same 16 panel and then like supreme court safeguard whatever well then the next sentence whenever it happens redistricting is an intensely and innately political process I mean, it shouldn't be. That, yes. It, like, that, what? Should what? it not? I mean, to me, it seems crazy, and I think I've said this before, that why aren't, there are mathematicians, yes. like, computer scientists, yes. who, I feel like I have friends who majored in computer science in college, and they could write a program that could redistrict this country in, like, 17 seconds yes. more equitably than <laughs> humans could ever do it. Why is it not just based on like population number per square mile mm-hmm. and then like focusing on making sure that like full cities, full counties, full regions are accounted for cohesively? That way people's votes actually count based on where they are and how many people are around them and how many people are in their district and it's equal in value to a district in Montana, even if Montana is just one district. Yeah, I don't understand why it isn't a technologically driven process, right? Like, I don't really understand why the millions and millions of dollars being raised by these, like, PR campaigns to vote on, like, ballot initiatives, like, why isn't that money 
being spent to like create an app like why was like Pete Buttigieg like able to like introduce some stupid app and like throw off the Iowa caucus but we can't like put the time and like consideration into like I, I feel like this could just be solved with an algorithm and like including incarcerated people and like like I don't even think that most states like include incarcerated people in their map redrawing like it's it's actually crazy no it's like totally antebellum like three-fifths rule madness like it is it is and that's <laughs> i'm like wait after that sentence why wasn't the rest of the article like why don't we flip the redistricting process on its head well i mean pew research is just presenting numbers. totally totally but with everything that is about redistricting it basically is just like here's how messed up it is and it's like why can like someone else could do this yeah. right like it doesn't need to be politicians and they're like like how do they even go draw these maps yeah i mean i i was I was reading some philosophy. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Who are you reading? As I do. I was reading Sylvia Winter, and she has this theory about, um, about like, how the human comes to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and she makes a really strong argument that, sort of, like, in the modern era, Deshaun is, like, jumping around. Um, that basically, in the modern era, one's humanity is not really tied to sort of the inherent functions of, like, the homo sapien human body, but Mm -hmm. that it's tied to political and national affiliation. Mm -hmm. And so if you are denied political rights, that means that you can be denied human rights. Mm -hmm. If you are not part of a political apparatus that is stable Mm -hmm. and that is providing you with rights and... um, you know, certain privileges, once you're out of that political system, once you're politically disenfranchised, you don't become a human. T- you you are a human only in the sort of, like, scientific measures that, like, you eat, sleep, and, she- and shit. <laughs> like, yeah. you... So, I mean, that's why the whole government has, like, a real vested interest in keeping incarcerated people from voting mm-hmm. is because once they become franchised incorporated people in mm-hmm. our political eyes, they become humans who we shouldn't be exploiting as if they were machines and factories mm-hmm. or non-humans or slaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, like, we treat them as slaves. Mm-hmm. So redistricting and giving political... Capital? Not political capital, but just, like, giving political representation to people, yeah. to everybody, because the way gerrymandering works is that I mean, people in New Jersey and New York and California are literally represented less than people in Montana. I mean, what right. was that crazy metric that, like, the Republicans in con- in, in the Senate represent four, oh, 40, 40, million? 40 million less people? Less. I didn't know that. That's insane. In, until that, what, it was like we were listening to NPR or something. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is really crazy, and, like, definitely when I, I, we talked about this, like, seeing people on Twitter who are like, abolish the Senate, and I'm kind of of, of the mindset now, or as opposed to being like, this is crazy talk, I'm like, wow, well, I bet there's probably a good reason to, but, like, let me Google it, and then when, like, you look into why the Senate exists, it's, like, the most condescending and, like, disgusting, and, like, just to, like, keep the thumb of the people like keep a thumb on the people essentially yeah it was literally so that like the money-making states in the south that had quote unquote 
less people. They didn't have less people. They just didn't count black people as people. Right. So that that minority, so that there could be minority rule. So I also think it's funny when we listen to something like, we were listening to NPR the other day and Mm -hmm. someone asked the question like, what would the founding fathers be saying if they knew about minority rule? And I'm like, they designed it with minority rule in mind. They'd be like, right on, dude. They'd be like, this is exactly what we want. This is exactly Exactly. I mean, that might, you know, I'm putting words in, in old, uh... Yeah, you know, but we, we couldn't interfere. Georgie B's them. mouth, but, you know. I'm sure that the founding fathers made all these decisions, uh, you know, and really thought through all the consequences and knew what they were doing, you know? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> it's also crazy how long ago that was. Like, literature from when they were making this constitution is considered early modern. Like, it's not even... It's not even the modern era. Why do we have a constitution that was written when, like, we didn't know that germs existed? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why we're so up in arms in this, like, why we're so horny for our constitution in this country. Like, France, like, France, like, rewrites the constitution constantly. Yeah, I gotta say, I am not horny for the U.S. constitution. Yeah, not at all. And I find it really weird when, like, young people are, like... When I meet young people who are, like, constitutional conservatives, I'm like, why do you feel a loyalty to the language and rhetoric of this, like, arcane or archaic text. It's, like, very weird. Yeah. I mean, people who literally didn't think other humans who were in front of them existed. existed. Yeah, were people. Like, were people. Yeah. Why would you trust a document that was written by people like that? Oh, my God. This was just after the first first sentence. (laughs) It was also one of those sentences where, like, then the sentence after starts with an starts with and so whenever it happens redistricting is an intensely and innately political process so we've decided that it shouldn't be and that we should let um no not silicon valley startup i'd rather a silicon valley startup make my district lines (laughs) than have some like crusty ass panel no i want a crusty like socialist in a new york city basement apartment to write the redistricting code no one from if you Actually, if you live in Silicon Valley, you should probably be disenfranchised. (laughs) You should be stripped of your right to vote. And when the 35 state legislatures that vote on congressional redistricting get the data they need by September 30th to draw new new maps, Republicans will drive that process in 20 states versus 11 for Democrats. So Republicans will drive that in 20, so almost double, like, what, I guess, Democrats are controlling. And that's always, like, the split, too, right? There's, like, no, like, the two-party process. There's, like, no nuance allowed either. Like, I feel like people who then are to the left, like, probably rightfully so, are just, like, F redistricting. Like, I don't care if Democrats or Republicans are in charge of it. I just want, like, someone who actually cares about, like, equ- like equity. Yeah. And, like, facts and accuracy. Yeah. Making this. So that's kind of the other, like, bummer is that it's basically they've made right and wrong. Um, and, like, Democrats, Republicans, like, the binary. Yeah. I mean, you know? it's a total, it's a false binary. I mean. Right. It isn't binary at all, right? They're, yeah. Like, next to each other? Just binary. <laughs> when I think of binary, I think of I'm holding my fingers very far, far apart. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it means they're this. Yeah, if they're not a binary, just 
I mean, what is the opposite of a binary? Unity? I guess unity. Non-binary. I shouldn't. Non-binary. No, that's just like a a discursion from binary. That's like an outlier from binary. No, I guess not. I guess non-binary is the opposite of binary. I just think of it as like, I literally don't know. That I feel like you just <laughs> asked me like a really hard philosophical question. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll keep reading. I'm like, what is the nature of binary? (laughs) I'll keep reading, I'll keep reading. Oh, my squeaky chair. I need to stop with my squeaky chair. Okay. Squeaky, squeaky. States employ a variety of methods, none of which including um, facts and algorithms. Okay. States employ a variety of methods to redraw their congressional districts. The focus of this post. Okay, okay. And then I'll I'll leave it alone. Like, we literally have Elon Musk talking about how he wants to put neural links into people's brains to connect them to our phones. And we are more like, okay, sure. Okay, I just want to backtrack. I am not. I'm not going to (laughs) get... I know that you're anti-Neuralink. I am so anti-Neuralink. I'm sure that I, you know, in practice, I would be anti-Neuralink. I'm, like, obviously, like, not going to let Elon Musk put, like, anything in my brain. But, like, the fact that... Or anything in you at all. Yeah, or anything in me at all. Oh Shout God. out to He Grimes. starts making like Save a, Grimes. yeah, someone's eight crimes. Um, but we can like have, like to me, all of this is so interconnected. Like we should not be allowed to have conversations about Neuralink without also saying like, hey, so like, why is it that we like are having such a hard time? Like just like drawing boundary lines. You know, I do think this all the time in different ways. Okay. Like for example, every time I register for class. Like, Mm -hmm. why does every college use a platform for course registration? Mm -hmm. You can gut this out. This is so irrelevant. No, it's cool. No, it kind of is. Okay, no, I want to hear it. it Basically, like, why does every school use such a fucking archaic, like, 2007 website Mm -hmm. for course registration? And we can send people into outer space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, okay, what is... Right? Like, okay, I'm not stupid. Like, someone is clearly, like, benefiting off of not innovating this. Yeah, I mean, it's, right? yeah, it's the people who, like, want to remain in political power and be able to, like, be the arbiters mm-hmm. of other people's rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's what, to me, tends to be so sinister about the Democrats. Mm-hmm. It's that, like, they say we're the good guys, but, like, how many Democrats have put motions on the floor to like make sure that incarcerated people are given the right to vote and considered in redistricting yeah like Like, it's only ever democrats who like represent like cities it's like yeah it's it's not like the whole party and it's not and (laughs) i mean something that like doesn't seem to be coming up and like i'm sorry i keep bringing up incarcerated people but how don't be sorry they're they're people and we should talk about them yeah but it's like it's not coming up in questions of redistricting Mm -hmm. and a prison House can can house thousands of people, and it operates as a freaking business. And it operates it's as just, a business. Yeah, so you're not in redistricting, like, and I think part of the reason why people don't want to give incarcerated people the right to vote is mm-hmm. because it changes districts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. It completely changes districts. Virginia actually is. I should honestly like look up who it is 
But in Virginia, they are, there was someone, maybe it was like, maybe it was Delegate Mark Levine, he was really cool, um, who it, are, yeah, I brought it up in our conversation, but it didn't make it into the episode. I was just like, yeah, we like never talk about incarcerated people because like he brought it up. He was like, yeah, like incarcerated people. Like, I, I don't know if he wrote that bill or like co-sponsored something, but like they're actually talking about it, which is more than we I can I think you should rest do, like, a special episode on it. Like, uh, like uh, an yeah. episode that's just looking at how, like, incarceration and rights for incarcerated people mm-hmm. plays into redistricting. Because I think it's um, totally under-attended to. And yeah. also, by making it seem like it's not related to redistricting to, like, everyday people, right? Like... Mm-hmm. I feel like the average person doesn't think redistricting alongside with rights for incarcerated people, but they're really, like, crucial to each other. And if we don't think of these things as linked, I mean, that's another thing that should be mobilizing people to care about redistricting, Mm -hmm. is that this is 10 years of deciding what the districts are and who's in the district, and if there's, like, a primarily Republican white district that Mm -hmm. has a prison built in it, Mm -hmm. and then... That's going to disincentivize anybody from allowing those people to vote. Yeah, I mean, and the reason why incarcerated people aren't, like, factored in is because typically they're, like, stripped of their right to vote. Well, yeah, then, anyway, yeah. which is... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, that was totally, totally that's, what you were saying. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Is that... I didn't mean to say that rudely, but, like... No, you didn't. Okay, I don't know. I'm just careful. What were you saying? That, the, like, lawmakers aren't going to support, like, uh, giving incarcerated people like, restoring their right to vote right. if it means that it's going to outnumber, like, non-incarcerated and or white people in the same district. Right, right. Yeah, like, in Florida, now I'm thinking, so, like, I don't know what what the redistricting um, process looks like and, and, if car- and if incarcerated people are, are factored in. But, like you said, that's, like, 10 years, and then there are people who will get out who were not counted, but then when they get out because of something that was passed by ballot initiative in Florida, they then do have the right to vote, but what could but they could be in this district where no matter what it doesn't matter like how how <laughs> kitty. Oh my god. Oh no, I think he's, he's eating something. <laughs> I think he's eating a piece of G's. Oh my god. Like a scrap of Dijon cheese. just like jumped up onto the oven and got a little snacky but yeah so then it's like how will that affect that even when you're casting your vote you're basically like you could be screaming into the void if uh you're totally like cut out of yeah districts where your your vote would have more weight it's crazy um so eight states did give the job to non-partisan or bipartisan commissions which so that's better um Washington, California, Hawaii, Idaho, Arizona, Colorado. Wow. And then it's like hard stop once it gets to the like Nebraska, Kansas City. And then Michigan's doing a commission and New Jersey's doing a commission. Is New Jersey redistricted in 2021? No, they actually, New Jersey passed by ballot initiative, um, something that would make delays like constitutional and legal but oh. with the it, like opponents of these delays cite that um like what could end up like then you'll have out-of-date maps because i don't think that they'll then make 
them run again on the new maps. As Oh wait, actually I can, they wrote about it here. This year's census delays likely will scramble political calendars in several states, Virginia and New Jersey, which will hold legislative and gubernatorial, which is a fun word for governor's race, gubernatorial elections this fall almost certainly will have to run them under the existing maps, which don't reflect recent population shifts that could benefit one party or the other. New Jersey voters last year approved a plan to delay redistricting until the data comes in and implement new maps in 2023. But in Virginia, um, they'll be running three straight years of house elections, which is such a waste of money, I feel like. That's like you crazy. You have to fundraise. Like when you are a candidate, like, and you then have to run the next year, you're like a full time, like, all you're doing is like trying to raise money so that you can like have a oh i think so, i'm just a little bit confused oh, yes, as to yes, how yes. the virginia state house races work so they they have, have to rerun oh every yeah. year because of this well so now because they have to run on the new maps so anyway virginia has off your election so like right now they have the house legislature election okay and they thought they'd be running them on new maps but they're not so they're going to run on the old okay. maps. And then the new maps will be ready in 2022. And then they're going to make everybody do it again. Yes, on the new maps. And then in 2023, they're already... that's That was a scheduled election. Because they happen every two years. So you're going to have to run again. So I would be pretty pissed as a constituent. coffee took a little break um so the main point of this pew research article seems to just be to want to compare it to previous census years when the redistricting process was a little bit more split between the two-party control okay so i mean not really anything to be too excited about because it still is just two parties but whatever um so more broadly, divided government is less common at the state level than it used to be. Republicans and Democrats currently share power at the legislative or gubernatorial levels in only 12 states overall. Republicans control both the legislature and the governor's office in 23 states. Democrats do so in 15 states. By contrast, during the redistricting season that followed the 1970 census, there were at least 20, 22 states with split control. So... It just used to be more split. Okay. How did that affect the way that it, um... In 1978, Hawaii became the first state to hand authority over congressional redistricting to a bipartisan commission. Washington did so in 1983. Maybe we should just walk, move to Washington. And I know some people in Washington. They seem like they've just been chilling since the 80s. People in Washington really do seem like they are just... Chillin. They also did a way better job with COVID than uh, most other states. I read... What's going on over there? Well, I just read an article about it. 
earlier on that was sort of comparing the way Washington and like specifically the Seattle area took care of COVID early on, like starting in January of 2020 compared to the way New York handled it. And like this sense of like community trust and like mutual care I mean, I haven't been there. I haven't talked to someone, but at least the way the article presented it was that the government worked really hard from the very start to build trust in their message. Mm-hmm. And they worked with um, local, like both small and giant businesses that are located in the city. And so like Microsoft's office really early on, like before it was even really like necessary. And I put necessary in like square scare quotes because... Mm-hmm. It was, it, was def- it was always necessary. Yeah. Um, but, like, before it was an emergency. Because, like, New York waited till we were basically in a state of emergency <laughs> right. where they knew that, like, a quarter of the population or more was exposed to and or had COVID. Right. That was when they told everybody to stop going into offices. But major companies in Seattle took people out of offices and started working on, like, working from home um, way sooner. And... Uh, schools started preparing for closure way sooner Mm -hmm. and um, I don't really remember what they said about masks but basically because the community had more trust in their local governments Mm -hmm. um, sharing with them accurate up-to-date information that was meant to like that was non-partisan and meant to keep everybody safe Mm -hmm. there just was more compliance whereas Mm -hmm. because the messages in New York were so much more mixed because they gave businesses so much more autonomy because Cuomo and de Blasio were like too busy having a pissing contest to Mm -hmm. care about their constituents. Mm -hmm. It was like a mess here and way more people, like an unnecessary amount of people died. And it's like, I'm like, man, yeah, maybe we should fucking move to Washington. Like, oh, sorry. Can I curse on here? Yeah, sure. Redact it. Um, like, yeah, I mean, and as we're learning, recently Cuomo's an asshole but again it really shocks me how many people outside of New York don't realize how much New Yorkers don't like Cuomo I mean seriously Uh like all over CUNY buildings there are posters of him like as the devil and nobody's upset by it everyone's like yeah that's just how it be I'm a Cuomo sexual yeah it's like a bummer it really is but what are you gonna do I'm happy for Washington I'm happy for Washington, too. That's interesting. Well, who wrote the article? It was in The New Yorker. Um, huh. I, don't I mean, I like The New Yorker. remember who the author is. I don't know what the politics of The New Yorker are. I feel I mean, like they li- do good work. liberal. Yeah. I, I do feel like... I don't know. I feel like I have enough... Like, personally, like, I feel like I have enough... Like historical and political literacy to like read New Yorker articles and right. then sometimes be like mm, I don't agree like you right. you have a very like neo-lib spin on things sometimes but as a sort of like comparison of like one city to another city I thought mm-hmm. it seemed like a, like a pretty well done piece I trust you I guess I would, yeah, I was wondering because I'm like, oh, well, I also know that like Amazon opened up in Seattle and so it would be interesting right. if it was kind of like Look at how great Washington is doing because of all these private companies just, like, really doing their best. But it seems like the point was trust in local government. It was not that, like, 
private yeah. companies were like helping people. No, it was yeah. that like local government told companies like, hey, we got to switch to work from home. And local companies were like, okay, yeah, we don't want our employees to die. Yeah, that's awesome. As I mean, opposed to like, you just have your democratic agenda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also Amazon was like, okay, we will uh, put our our office workers on work from home, right, but, but factory not. workers, uh, factory work, you know, delivery people, warehouse workers, we will not give them masks. The majority we of We will their... not give them, like, leave wow. money. Yeah. We will not give them probably, the, like, severance packages. They weren't eligible for unemployment right. for a long if time. If you quit because you feel scared, you are not entitled to unemployment <laughs> yeah but i think they changed that right now right, if you yeah. quit because like that that did change you know, m- m- I, there's m- yeah. much that i am unhappy about with joe biden thus far such as drone striking somalia because of all of our enemies in somalia <laughs> and you know what a dangerous somalia poses to us where um, even is somalia honestly it's, it's um i think it's like just north of kenya um and i think that it has, part of why it has more, like, instability is because it's the product of an irredentist movement. And Ooh, what does irredentist mean? I might be saying that wrong. It might be irredentalist, irredentalist. But it's essentially when groups that are um, of the same uh, ethnic or cultural or um, religious or, like, lang- shared language background... Um, where all of the above are split across different um, like state or national boundaries. And so then they have a movement to sort of form their own nation state. Mm-hmm. So Somalian people were split between different um, like nations that were neighboring each other in Africa and then had a movement since there was like, you know, colonialism really arbitrarily broke up mm-hmm. uh like the geography in Africa, the way it suited like colonial governments. So Somalian people were broken up in different. You can totally. No, no, no. I wanted to make post- sure that I was recording. No, I'm oh, thank you. Um, but basically, they then had sort of a like national movement to create Somalia. So I think the only country that like Somalian people didn't then like carve out their territory from and like join Somalia, I think is. it's almost definitely Kenya that there's like still Mm -hmm. a large Somalian uh, community in Kenya. I think like Northern Kenya, close Mm -hmm. to Somalia. But I think the country is unstable because of like all the things that go along with like colonialism and neocolonialism and like nation building and all those challenges. Right. And now that after ruining them, we're going to come back and make sure that any attempt of theirs to... I am live. <laughs> we're gonna bomb them. Uh, it's. I mean, that's what I don't get. It is that stop trying to liberate yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, there are definitely like dangerous groups in Somalia. The same way that like the Proud Boys are a terrorist group in the United States. Right. 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 Um, right. But I. I mean, I just like can't comprehend why the U.S. military needs to destabilize. Well, I can because we've done it like a million times, but. I'm just like, really, Joe? Like, first 60 days, you're going for Somalia? That's your priority right now? <laughs> we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. They elbow bumped after that, uh, after that drone strike. 
I want to end it on that, you know? Okay. The, you know, the gist of this article, <laughs> according to the National Conference, I'll, I'll wrap it up with the last sentence of this, of okay. this wonderful um, article. According to the National Conference of State Legislatures, 25 other states have constitutional or statutory requirements to redistrict in calendar year 2021. Deadlines that the census delays will make it difficult, if not impossible, to meet. So a little bit of a cliffhanger. I guess we'll see how it affects um, Virginia. Other elections. Yeah, I guess so. This is probably a product of watching Sunday morning, CBS Sunday morning news, uh, often with my dad as a kid, but the birds are really chirping outside my house right now. So I really want to leave in some of their sounds in the outro.